Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Reagan. My name is Victor. And welcome to Sanctified-ish Conversations with Pastors Who've Not Figured It Out. So, what's new in your week? What's new in your life, Reagan? How's the world treating you? I feel like you you wanted me to ask you this question, so I feel like you're you're building something up. You have something big to share with us. Well, I, sh- I shared my big news last week. It was really the the only thing in my life right now is engagement. Um, That's so fair. Like, Anytime I meet somebody new, they're like, hey, what's your name? Hi, I'm engaged. Hi, I'm engaged. Hi, I'm engaged. Hi, I'm engaged. Did you know I'm planning a wedding? I'm planning a wedding right now. Did you know I'm planning a wedding? Does it get annoying to talk um, about? No, absolutely not. Okay, good. And that's not just because she's listening to this podcast. It is <laughs> It is quite literally, it's one, it's one of my favorite things to talk about. I will say I, I highly underestimated how much I would love introducing lists to my students. Yeah. I think that was that was one of the coolest things. She's like they never they never saw me date anybody, um, or like I would go on dates with people, but like bringing them bringing them around my students was like yep. the final straw. That was like beyond my family. It means it's serious. Um, it means it's serious. I was like, she, she met my parents before she met my students. <laughs> um, but I think that I really underestimated how much I would love like seeing them like gravitate towards her and love her and care on her and seeing her like interact with them and care about them. Um, that's been the coolest thing. So no, I don't I don't get tired of like telling people um, that I'm. Plus, engaged. it sounds it is, good. It sounds good. I'm engaged. It sounds it's, sophisticated. It sounds mature. Yes. Um, it's like when I first came to, to, to the church that I'm at. I'm like, I wore Vans and ripped skinny jeans and I had a cross necklace. Um, I was thinking about getting, yeah, I was thinking about getting stick and poke tattoos. And I'm like, now, man, man. now I'm engaged. Wow. All mature. That is, um, that is that those he justified or those he foreknew, he justified those he justified, he sanctified, man, you're in that sanctified spot. He you will, know, he will finish that work. Then. <laughs> um, so man, nothing, nothing's, nothing's new, but. Um, what's how's how's your week been? I'm 3D printing a six foot tall battle droid from Star Wars. I've been waiting all week to tell you that. <laughs> I didn't even finish. I didn't even finish asking the question. I like, knew. Hey. I, I knew that's where you were going. I knew that's where you were going. And this thing's awesome. This so thing the, is so cool. The funny thing is, I think I've said this. I don't answer. One, I'm a bad texter in general. Yeah, yeah. But I don't answer Victor's texts. Yep. Um, I only call him. I don't text him. Yep. And so you, you just sent me. My phone is all blue bubbles. <laughs> it's just blue <laughs> bubbles. You just sent me this text at like 11 o'clock at night. It was late. With this, with this big, like I'm talking like. It's huge. Three feet. This three foot size battle droid head. It's with head. his hand covering like a fourth of it. Yeah. And he's just he's like, I'm building a battle droid. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, these these are the texts that I get from you, man. Yeah, I had but that's to awesome. actually right before this, I went to Lowe's because I had to pick up some spray paint for my uh-huh. battle droid. And now it's drying outside. I would show you the battle droid, but it's drying outside. Um Of course. So when it's done, I'm going to have it stand right behind me while we do the podcast so you can look at it. How how tall is it again? You said it was 6'5". Six, five. It's 6'5". Five. It's taller than you. No, I'm, so, I'm taller than it by one inch. Okay, I'm, I'm going to scale it up by a little bit <laughs> to make it 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> that's, that's what we used to do in basketball. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm really 6'6 six, six in life. But like on the basketball roster, I'm like, I'm 6'8", 240. <laughs> right. You know, I, I'm going to have it stand in my place at the wedding. At your wedding. Yeah. It's going to be standing just, right there. Just 
Just like Jesus, he's in your place. <laughs> in your place. Um, Speaking of Jesus, look uh-huh. at that transition. Look at that. Man, you're really good at that. Um, man, I know you and I have been talking about this a little bit. This is something that I think um, we've been trying to wrestle with in our own lives. But I think one of the most highly underrated and uh, underutilized spiritual disciplines in the church is this idea of scripture memory. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of it is because we think of scripture memory as something we do in Awana or VBS. It's it's something that is is for kids, honestly. But I think like when you look at the commandments in Deuteronomy, when you look at even what they did in the Jewish temples and the synagogues and even how like Jesus fights temptation in Matthew 4, the, the command to memorize scripture, to renew your minds, to put the Lord's commandments as frontlets before your eyes, like that is seen all throughout scripture. And I yeah. think a lot of the times while we don't experience victory over sin, while uh, we, we believe the lies of the enemy so easily, while we, we like, honestly, while our prayers cease to have power is because we don't know the promises of God and we haven't memorized scripture. Yeah. Um, and so this is not an episode that's coming from a place of like, hey, we're fantastic at memorizing scripture and everybody should be like us. Uh, this is quite literally coming from the place where I'm like, dude, I suck at memorizing scripture. I just, yeah, um, I'm not good at it. But when I look at the word and I see the life of Jesus, I see him place a, a premium on memorizing God's word. Yeah, it's it's interesting because... I mean, in the Bible, even Jesus, right, as he as he grew up in the Jewish community, would have memorized the entire Torah by the time yeah. he would have been maybe ten or thirteen, and so it was it was a it was a practice that was built so fundamentally into the Jewish people, and every time we see Jesus confronted, especially we see this on display when he's having this conversation with Satan, and Satan is trying to tempt him to yeah. you know to commit all these different types of sin the the primary way that Jesus combats satan is by reciting scripture he recites yeah. god's word back to satan and satan is literally left defenseless he he can't do anything else because he has no power over the word of God. And what I realized in my own life, and this is what this podcast is. I mean, it is an overflow of what we are, you know, learning in our own lives. What I realized yeah. was I was passively hiding God's word away in my heart, which is good. It's good. Like yeah, yeah. we're in seminary, we're in church. We should be passively consuming scripture. But what I realized is that I was not actively memorizing scripture. And so in those moments when, you know, even when I shared in the last episode, when you know, I got the phone call that said, you know, everything had fallen apart and we're going to have to drain our savings account to fix Felicity's car. My immediate response was to panic. And it was yeah. because I hadn't hidden that word. I hadn't hidden God's word deep into my heart. And so really this semester, one of the goals that both of us have is to take God's word and to hide it deep into our hearts. So when those things happen, when we are tempted to panic or to, you know, whatever it may be man, our first response is to respond like Jesus did to Satan and to recite scripture back to Satan. Because we see in Ephesians 6, I mean, the sword of yeah. the spirit, right, is the word of God. The The only offensive tool we have to combat Satan is God's word. And if we're not actively utilizing that tool, then I mean, we, we are not going to have any offensive capabilities against the enemy. And so I think that's been the yeah. thing that I've been learning so far this semester. Yeah. I think for me, I just memorize the shortest verses. It's like, it's Jesus it's, wept. All right. Jesus, done. Jesus wept. It is finished. Um, 
Because I'm like, I, I don't know about you, man, but I'm like, I can memorize or I can remember song lyrics from like 10 years ago mm-hmm. of a song that I've never really heard since then. But it's like when I look at God's word and I'm like, all right, I got to memorize these five verses. I'm like, I, I can't do it. Um, mm-hmm. it. It just, it seems next to impossible. And so when the bar- barrier of entry seems so high, my natural default is just, well, like, I'm just not going to do it. Um, and I think this is one of the things that's been really helpful for me as again it's it's been a shorter verse um but it's like exodus 16 35 or 25 i think it's 35 um again this shows you how bad you're I am, off to I a good start scripture off to a great start um but it's like israel ate the manna for 40 years until they came to a habitable land and i'm like one of the things that made me want to memorize scripture is because apart from that verse i have no hope yeah that i'm like there's situations in my life where I literally feel like I'm in a wilderness that point A to point B feels like it is so far away. And I'm like, I, I've texted you this in our friend group this. I'm like, man, there are things that just feel hopeless and dead. And like, I don't know how the Lord's gonna get us there. And the reality that the Lord sustained Israel day by day, by day, by day, by day for 40 years until he brought them to a place of abundance. I have to hide that in my heart and remind that because that's what tells me what's actually true. Yeah. It's like, I I think that's what I see in scripture is like, I am much more prone to believe lies when I don't know truth. Mm. And so that knowing what's true, and that's really what the Bible is. It's a revelation of what is true, not only about God, but about us and our need for him. Um, And so I think understanding like my absolute desperation for God and my inability to not believe lies apart from him, that has been like one of the more found, like one of the more important things um, that's at least made me want to memorize scripture. Yeah, and it's interesting because Satan's lies so often resemble truth. So even thinking back to Bro, yeah. this encounter with Jesus in the wilderness, you know, Satan says, throw yourself off this cliff, call yeah, the yeah, angels yeah. To, to save you. That's true. Like, Jesus could have called the angels to save him. Yeah. There's nothing stopping him to from doing that. He could have conjured up bread from nothing and have feasted on the manna, right? Like, like those things are true. Yeah. But the thing is, is that Satan is so crafty at, at making these lies feel like truth. And if we don't know the foundation that is true, there's no way we're going to recognize what Satan is saying as lies. And so, I mean, it's the classic illustration of, you know, when the United States trains people on how to find counterfeit money, right? They don't train them on all the different types of counterfeit money there are in the world. They train them on the real money so that whenever they see anything different, they can recognize it as counterfeit. It's very similar in our walk with Jesus, right? We, We set our eyes on the Bible. We memorize it for what it is. We become so familiar with God's word that when anything slightly opposes it comes into our minds or into our hearts we're able to cast it out and say that's not true and the only reason we can say that's not true is because we've sat and we've dwelled in the presence of god and we've memorized his word and hid it away in our hearts well and and that even brings it back to genesis 3 because like that's the whole that's the whole strategy of the devil like leading us into sin hasn't changed over the years and so he goes up to adam and eve and he's like he never questions the reality of God's existence. 
He doesn't go up and say like, hey, does God really exist? He says, did God actually say? It's a question of his word and his promise. And the crazy thing is, man, what you just said, Eve recites the promise back to the serpent. Yep. So it's like, hold on, I, I, I'm going to read this. I, I flipped in my Bible to this. This isn't a memorization. <laughs> and she said, yeah, we, we, we can eat of the fruit and the trees of the garden. But God said you should not eat of the fruit that is in the tree in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it or lest it die. She literally recites the promise. But here's the thing you see in Matthew 4. The serpent goes again and again. He's persistent and he's crafty. In verse 4, the serpent said again to the women, Well, yeah, that's true, but you will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And so here's the thing. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to her eyes, she took of its fruit and she ate it. it that's the crazy thing to me mm. is I was like, she knew what God had said. And the devil was more persistent in the temptation Ooh. than she was in the, like, the understanding yep. and the reciting of the promise. Yep. And I think that's, that's something where I'm like, a lot of us are like, okay, we can say it once. We go through the temptation once. We know it once. But it is that continual returning to not only not only knowing what God has spoken, but mm -hmm. I'm like, I know he's spoken this, and I know it hasn't changed. And no matter how many times you come to this and twist this and bring me an alternate solution, I know what the Lord has said. And, like, she thought the fruit was good in her own eyes, but, like, the Lord had given her everything, everything that was good. And I'm like, that right there, man, is like the fundamental layer of my temptation, your temptation, all of our temptations is a lack of belief that God is good in his promises and his plans. Yeah, and I think that brings us to a really practical place. So we see what scripture says. We see, you know, the story in Genesis 3 where Eve literally knew the word but wasn't persistent enough in it to literally like out persevere Satan in yeah. the temptation. Yeah, yeah. And I think when we look at scripture memory, you're like, I, sh I start with the short verses. And I think that's okay because honestly, like the, the idea of memorizing scripture is a daunting one. Yeah. The, it's a big book with a lot of stuff in it. And I think, I think we have to be generous with ourselves and gracious with ourselves. It's like, God isn't calling us to memorize the 2000 pages of the Bible. Yeah, man. Like, man, he's just calling us to spend time with him. And as we do that, now we, as we sit with his word, man, it will begin to really impact our hearts. And so one of the things that I'm doing this semester, and this is just great because as a student director, I can actually commission my students to help keep me accountable. So I yeah. came up with a list. I have a list of four passages each month that I'm trying to memorize. And I gave it to my students and I said, hey, guys, y'all should memorize this with me and I'll help keep you accountable. You help keep me accountable. And it's been really good. The thing yeah. I've realized is they're really good at memorizing scripture. Um, and so they've been challenging me. And that's just one of the benefits of the position that I'm in to be able to commission my students to help keep me accountable. But I think yeah. really practically speaking, memorizing scripture together with people in accountability is huge. It's so important. I mean, our friend group, we have a Bible plan that we go through and we just started the book of Hebrews, right? Yeah. And, and there's yeah. accountability there. And so on a practical step, man, don't do this alone. It's daunting to do it alone. Invite people into this journey with you and man, watch what 
the Lord will do in that. Um, so that's like a, a practical piece, Reagan. I don't know if you have any other practical help um, for scripture memory because it's man, it is daunting when you look at the at the sheer size of the Bible. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think one of the things that's been helpful for me is I'm like I I want to memorize at least when it comes to fighting sin. Is like I want to memorize scripture that is directly applicable to the things that I feel tempted in. That's good. Um, and so, honestly, this is where like Google is a terrible pastor, but it's a great search engine. Like, if whatever area of life that I feel like, man, the enemy is just coming after me, Google versus on worry, versus on fear, versus on lust, like whatever it is, and man, you'll have 50, hmm. 50 verses of reminding yourself of what's true. And just, just pick one, just pick one. It's all scripture, um, it's all good stuff. Pick one, write it on a post-it note, um, and put it on your bathroom mirror. There was a time in my life where I'm like, my, uh, as Roman said, like I needed my mind renewed and transformed, and I was believing a lot of lies. Um, and so what I did is I was like, I just lined like literally the outside of my bathroom mirror was just covered in scripture post-it notes. Hmm. Um, and that's so that like when I was, I was forced every morning that when I saw myself and the reflection and I, and I was met with the lies of the enemy, I also had to read what was true about God mm. and what was true about me. And that I think highlights something that I don't think we do a lot where it's like when the Bible talks about meditating on his law, that it, like it's this idea of like sitting and not moving and remembering and like that, that that's why we remember, that's why we remember songs so easily Yeah, is because they meditate in our brain and so i'm like this could be kind of stupid but come up with a song i don't know like replace the taylor swift lyrics and put scripture to it replace them get them out of here side note i hate when pastors do that it is the most (laughs) cringy (laughs) annoying stop replacing michael jackson lyrics we don't need it we don't need need it it. we We don't don't need need it it. okay be creative (laughs) in some other outlet um Sorry, that's just a soapbox. It's I saw so it. It's true. just, gosh. So true. Um, it's it's kind of like when uh, churches used to do on like the side uh, street boards. Uh-huh. Um, and they, they would take like popular movies or something like that and just like replace it with Christianisms. Um, they're really funny, but I'm like, man, it's cringe. That's, that's the only reason I appreciate Christian parody is because it's so <laughs> bad I can laugh at it. <laughs> it's great, man. It's great. Uh. Um but no, I think there is there is something to consistently meditating, memorizing. Put it on the the lock screen of your phone. Yeah. Um, you you know the areas that the enemy is trying to attack you in. You know the lies you're believing. You know the truth that God has given you. Continually have that in front of your eyes, and like let the Scripture shape and reform and transform your mind into things that you know to be true. Um, it is crazy where it's like, again, I mean, like, yes, there's like human authors of the Bible, but like the Holy Spirit is the author of the entire thing. It is crazy how the Holy Spirit will use his own words in times of temptation. Uh-huh. It, it is why, like the Holy Spirit doesn't have a dual mind. And so it's like, it's crazy how he will pull scripture and bring them to you when you need them and remind you of truth in a moment like that. And so. Yeah. Put some put some arrows in your quiver. Put some weapons in your back pocket, um, and, and and fight the battle. I tell I tell our students this sometimes. It's kind of a funny illustration, but it's like 
Um, a lot of the times we feel like we can't beat sin or beat temptation or feel vic- victorious in these areas of our life that the, that the Bible says we have victory in. Um, because a lot of the times it's like, okay, imagine you're an army and you're across the field from another army. And you look down your army and you have the same amount of soldiers, the same strength, you know, you got the same battle cries and chants. But on one side, they have weapons, and on your side, you're fighting with a pool noodle and a squirt gun. And it's like, what, what army do you think is actually going to win that? It's like the army with the weapons. It's like you have to pick up a spiritual weapon yeah. and fight lies with truth. It's not that the gospel doesn't have power. It's that we just don't have weapons. Yeah, and I mean, we've even we've spent the majority of our time today talking about memorizing scripture in a defensive, right? Like when temptation yeah. strikes, yeah. Um, recall this to your minds. And I think there's a whole nother episode that we could do on, man, what does it look like to memorize scripture, scripture offensively? Because, yeah. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of times I've been having a conversation with a student or with a parent or when I was sharing the gospel with someone and yeah. like the spirit literally recalled to my mind his No, that's word. so good. Yeah. And I was like, that, like, yes, the spirit is sovereign and he will bring that up in conversation. But there's also a level of that happens when you've sat with Jesus and spent time with yeah. him. And so I think there's a whole nother conversation surrounding the offensive way that memorizing scripture and being with Jesus that way can, can help benefit y'all. But guys, um, I'm, I'm getting the blinking warning like Zoom. You know, it's like, finish the recording. You're done. You've said yeah. enough. Maybe it's the Lord's way of saying uh, it's is saying it's time. But, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, let us know. You can email us, sanctifiedish at gmail.com. You can hit us up on social media as well, at ReaganJones97 and at Rotsiv157. And, guys, we are a little interested in producing some merch for you guys this year and so we're thinking about hats hoodies t-shirts that was a really enthusiastic woo and um but we don't want to just make you know bad merch i think it would be really cool to get some of our audience to submit designs for the t-shirts and for the hoodies and for the hats and so if you're an artist or maybe you're not an artist and you just want to draw something on a piece of paper and send us a picture that's great you can email email us your designs sanctifiedish at gmail.com we really want to hear from you because we think that would be awesome and y'all we got some patreon stuff work out with victor coming soon next week so keep an ear out for that guys i'll be there we're so thankful for you thank you for tuning in and we will catch you guys in the next one until then y'all take care and God bless. Um, it's really sad I don't have my computer. My microphone I sounds off. I, I'm a sad person right now. Just overall. For, for, for those of you who don't know, Victor had to ship his computer to California. I feel like for... a part of me has been lost. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some idolatry there. <laughs> Probably. It's, it's not that deep. It's, it's, it's not... <laughs> It's not it's that just, deep. It's a gaming computer, Reagan. It's not, it's not, it's not that deep, man. You wouldn't get it. It's okay. You wouldn't get it's it. It's okay. What if you woke up tomorrow and just basketball was gone? No more That's basketball. Been, it's been the last five years of my life, man. I've been fine. <laughs> I've been, <laughs> That's fair. I've been, it's been, I've been years fine. since D3. <laughs> it's been years, man. I'm, I'm doing just fine. <laughs> but you do get mad when your ring gets stolen, so... Yeah, but it hasn't been stolen in like two or three years that's true 
<laughs> yeah, scared those kids to death. They started memorizing scripture after that. <laughs> the fear of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs>